0: The other thing that I think about with community and culture is that deeply woven in, in culture is language. It's arguably one of the most important components of culture. Meaning we get to learn a different language that we use here. When we talk about AMRAPs and thrusters EMOMs. and inversions and imams, mm-hmm. you don't know what that means when you firstly walk in because that is part of our culture here. And as
1: and we are live baby lifelong fitness podcast back in action your host Brett Reynolds Mario Mini Ashley that's it dog
0: <laughs> hey you know you're my boy dog you know who my boys are when you hear them call me mini 100% the Minnie, right? they know they've been around for a long time but i graduated it was a kind of like little wayne turned wayne or whatever it used to be <laughs> mini me when i was a freshman cuz okay. i was a middle linebacker i don't think you know this story i was a little middle linebacker Defensive captain, oh, you know, I used to call the, all the plays. And uh, they had the seniors, Would uh, one of the responsibilities were to announce the football games. And we had, I built a lot of friendship with the seniors because before my freshman year, we had uh, football practice. So you could join as an eighth grader going into freshman and practice with them at the time. And anyways, me, my little butt, 120 pounds, soaking wet, five foot tall in the linebacker division, every single practice. So I was the littlest guy in there so they ended up calling me mini me so i rode with that to like my junior year and i graduated to mini
1: yeah you can't be uh getting called mini me as a senior nah, in high bro, school, it's not, huh? not cool not cool so, so just mini huh so now it's mini bro cool well let's get into it uh we came up with a good uh podcast topic this week around you know uh you and i as coaches have been getting into the middle of the fire joining each other's group classes right so not only do we love to coach the class, but you know, as of recent, we've been doing more and more getting into um, the actual group workout and training ourselves and getting coached by somebody else.
0: Yeah, I think we take it for granted. I know I do uh, how effective the group class is for so many different reasons that it's why this model, the group model works so well uh, with fitness in general. We see that in many of these different trending, new trendy programs out there, is they are running through the group model because there's something to that that is really effective.
1: Yeah, uh, one word comes to mind and that's camaraderie, right? That's why CrossFit has been so successful is because it's bringing all these like-minded individuals, making them one team, one group class, Um, That are all you know striving to reach their health and fitness goals.
0: Well, there's just an energy there that cannot be matched Even me working out by myself in our CrossFit gym still does not compare the more people I mean, it's like it's how we used to train in a team atmosphere. It has a lot of that energy to it uh, there's a former structure involved, so just like a general wrestling practice was for me, there's a general warm up, and we're gonna go through skill and practice, and then there's a live session at the end, and it has a lot of those similar properties to that uh, people take to really well. So, um, and, you know, we get creative, we throw in team workouts and things like that to really even ramp up that community atmosphere a little bit more, uh, and it it it's so effective, and a lot of people don't even think about it; they're just like, well okay, that's just how they run their gym. But that is by design. We could have easily said, we're going to run only one-on-ones with everybody or we're not going to have classes more than three people. No, this way, the way we set it up works for a reason.
1: Yeah, basically what we're doing in a sense is setting it up a surrounding cast of people that can almost pick you up if you're having a bad day, right? Or, you know, some uh, members could come into the gym, you know, they got some shit going on at work that, you know, they're kind of down in the dumps. They'll go, they'll see a familiar face, they'll smile at them, and then they'll get picked up, right? It's kind of setting uh, everybody up with the surrounding cast that can pick each other up and basically do everything together.
0: Yeah, and we hear that all the time, how they develop these friendships in group class and they hold each other accountable. That's what that community vibe does. The accountability comes through. Hey, they're texting their friend the night before to make sure that they're both getting up for class or they're getting ready, or, you know, when they tag each other on social media because of like when Mitch did that crazy thing he did last night where he jumped on the sixty inch box. Like that's like that's that accountability stuff that excites and it's a cycle, you know, you get that positive reinforcement because of, you know, what somebody posted online, you get excited about that and you post something else and it's it's phenomenal, man. That's really what builds the culture of what we're trying to do.
1: Yeah, and then it doesn't just stop inside the gym, right? They are kind of picking up our jobs of coaches on holding them accountable by holding each other accountable, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You know, say a couple of classmates go out to eat. You know, they're going to, you know, probably pick a healthier option because, hey, they're setting an example for their, you know, teammate right next to them. And it just it's got that team effort effect of making better choices because hey you know we we both know we're both going to train tomorrow let's um, help each other set each other up for success to train you know a good training session tomorrow
0: and there's a selfish ambitious from us a selfish ambition from us to get them to build those friendships quicker and that they become coaches to each other. And that's powerful because if we had to manage the 150 members at any one time, it would be impossible. Mm -hmm. So now them holding each other accountable, doing these things outside of the gym really has a positive effect on our own retention as coaches as well. So it's definitely super effective. Also I think there's accountability to our reservation system and that's it's gonna hold them accountable because they know they have to keep preserving and showing up for class and being disciplined enough to put that on the schedule regardless, right? Hey, make sure as they text each other, you're reserving for class so that you get in. And that discipline is what builds that consistency that we're looking for here.
1: Yeah, no, that consistency is, is really what is key. And if you can set up your schedule based on what you know, hey, I'm going Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 5.30, make sure you go ahead and get yourself locked into, you know, speaking to a friend. Um, and then that way it's literally part of your weekly routine part of your daily routine and Before you know it you you know your months in the game of training three times a week and you forgot about Any stress or anything aside from that?
0: the other thing that I think about with community and culture is that Deeply woven in, in culture is language. It's arguably one of the most important components of culture meaning uh, You You get to learn a different Language that we use here when we talk about AMRAPs and thrusters and inversions and Mm -hmm. imams You don't know what that means when you firstly walk in because that is part of our culture here and as You become more connected in our community You start to learn this new language and this language connects us to one another that we don't have outside of the gym and we, uh, we take pride in that because it is a special language and it's something that we want to build and teach our members as quick as possible because we know that's another connection point that we can have with them that they don't have outside of here.
1: Yeah, our style of fitness is really based, um, part of it is on that language like you just mentioned. If you go out you know, casually and meet up with someone and you determine that they've done CrossFit before, they are in your style of fitness, that's when you start bringing out the terms amraps and that type of language right you can't really connect with someone as well in regards to a different type of fitness um than cross because if i'm you know if i do crossfit and somebody else does you know um they they're a rower or, or or not a rower that's probably a bad example but just a different style of fitness right you can't really connect as well because chances are you're not as familiar with their terms and the style of, they tra- of their training.
0: Right, you can't put yourself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. We're here when you're like, dude, I did this AMRAP the other day that had five handstand pushups and 10 burpees, and a bar over burpees, or so one of those unique things that we do here, It you can put yourself in their shoes like, oh man, that sounds terrible. And that's the, that joke about us being a cult because a lot of that built-in cult-like Attitude is the language that we speak to one another.
1: Yeah, so here's a good example If you brought up like an imam or amrap to you know a strongman competitor, right? They're like, what you know, what are you talking about? Those terms are really what uh, got more mainstream um, By the CrossFit community
0: of course. Yeah, When they are talking about I talked about that on the story the other day about being very careful about talking about having done something like CrossFit before, but it wasn't really CrossFit, but it was high-intensity interval training, but you were doing it with supplemental exercises or isolation exercises. And those are two completely different things. So when I ask somebody, have you done CrossFit before, I say, have you done CrossFit before in a CrossFit CrossFit affiliate? Mm -hmm. Because there is a complete different – Feeling that you get in a CrossFit gym than doing that. Like I said, even when I did CrossFit out of the garage at UF It's a completely mm-hmm. different feeling uh, so
1: yeah, the uh, Intensity is part of CrossFit But just because you're training intensely does not mean you're doing cross crossfit preach yep.
0: preach So okay. I got to check that because it's how we direct these conversations with where we feel these people are gonna fall in line within our gym because group class it, it moves so fast it's non-stop the entire hour we're moving from one thing to the other and if you're behind if you're we're not speaking the same language man you're already so far behind it's not even funny mm-hmm. and that's why you know programs are springing up where we want to get them through a bridge program like personal training first or the popular on-ramp which i don't uh i don't truly believe in but i like the mentality to which some, is extent. Like, some to extent some extent yeah, yeah, yeah. i think the uh, I like the philosophy, I, I haven't seen someone execute it really well. Yeah, yeah um, some people um,
1: drag on an on-ramp program for two weeks or so, you know, that's getting a little crazy. But, you know, uh, a mini version of an on-ramp could be as simple as, hey, a 30-minute combo before class. Hey, today we got an AMRAP, today we got, you know, a snatch, this is what to expect. You know, that could be considered somewhat of an on-ramp process, right? not having to drag that out for two weeks and say oh now you're ready you know
0: well that brings up our last point which is like the quality and uh quality of coaching is important to the community it's it's paramount it's it's what leads and directs the class and the community when they're in here and the problem like the joke is is like well if someone says well what if you well you don't have an on-ramp then how do you coach them well we coach them in group class. Mm-hmm. That's the whole. Yep. That's what they're paying for. Mm-hmm. They're being. You're, they're paying you to coach them in group class. Get them in group class ASAP and coach them ASAP as much as you possibly can. Now, with that said, the the community. I believe the direction. the The coach is the boss, right? We say Brett, when you're here. You are the boss, bro. Mm-hmm. No, nothing else matters. What my input doesn't matter because I'm not here. No one else's coach's uh, input matters. You are the boss, and that's how we treat that relationship with the members. And it directed and led by you. You have to uh, guide that culture from start to finish.
1: Yeah, and then first starting out um, in regards to community, it's almost the coach's, um, you know, responsibility opportunity to. To uh, bring the people together mm. and start building that community, right? You know, we do a great job in group class all the time. When we get a new member that's first time in class, we do the introduction process, and we get you know our current members to kind of make them feel welcome and you know tell them something about themselves. You did a good um, a good uh, exercise, or a warm up, um, a couple weeks ago where you te- you had them run a lap, right, yeah. and yeah. then you made them learn you know, two to three new things about maybe their running partner that they run alongside, right? Those are little things we do. You know, one of my go-to's is, Hey, this is, you know, so-and-so they are from here. Everyone tell them your favorite cheat meal or nice. something like that, right? Nice, or nice. your favorite CrossFit movement and your least favorite CrossFit movement. This way we're kind of breaking the ice nice. We're getting yep. them to the open up. So when it's time to break out into the group class Hey, they're talking because you know the ice is broken already and it's our job as coaches to break the ice like that
0: Yeah, and you know, that relationship between member and coach is so important because they have to trust everything that we do, They we become friends to them to some point where they uh, we can joke and be funny with them, but we can quickly switch it into coaching mode mm-hmm. And that's really important because there's a fine balance between friend and coach and you're, you're always tugging that blurry line sometimes uh, But we want that respect and ultimately we want the people in our community to feel comfortable around each other We work so hard to find the right people I do not believe that every single person in the world is right for my gym because they don't they don't have that same mindset or coachability that we're looking for here. We screen the crap out of people before they even make it into class. We want to get them on the phone. Uh, we want to. Ha- we run them through a script. We want to make sure they get what we're trying to put down in the culture we're trying to create. And if they're not, then we would direct them back to their website. They're not ready. We're not just gonna like sign people up to sign them up for 100 bucks. That is not our goal. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking, here's the general culture that I have in my gym, and as people try to call, they have to fit that general mindset. Because if they don't, it takes that one person in a small community like ours to poison the rest yeah, of it. Yeah,
1: one bad apple spoils a bunch, right? And we're trying to stop that before it happens. You know, you rather have you know 150, 200 great clientele that are coachable, that get along with each other than, you know, trying to play that numbers game of a thousand clients not that are not coachable not and you know, it makes our lives and our you know coaching lives that much more difficult if we're trying to not just manage a good group class, give you know our customers the best hour of the day, but we're trying to put out fires and stuff of someone that's got a bad attitude that's not coachable. I'm not
0: gonna do that, bro. No. I don't. I don't have the time or patience to deal with people like that. And thank God we don't. Uh, and that's because we have all the that control screen, yeah, as coaches and process. the screening to mm-hmm. deal with that. And <clears throat> don't get me wrong, some people become coachable and then they think they learn so much and they're better than you. They become uncoachable doesn't work like that they have to understand they have to remain coachable as much as we have to stay flexible and open-minded about helping them out as well like we're not gonna say do this or nothing else no we want to know what they're working with how are they feeling today and things like that but they have to remain coachable at the end of the day and that's what helps our community it's what builds it up when everyone's having a good time everybody's open-minded everyone's trying to progress like that's what it's all about
1: yeah no it comes back to on our mission statement is keep training fun you know, the most important aspect of keeping training fun is bring everybody together, everyone that, that's like minded, pursuing fitness goals together, and just have a great time doing it.
0: That's it, baby. Thank you guys so much for listening, man. Short and sweet. We love you guys. We'll talk soon. All right, see you.